It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This podcast of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs is sponsored by AAA Heating and Air. Their premier HVAC company in the Midlands is growing. Are you a top HVAC technician? AAA Heating and Air is looking for dedicated applicants to fill their fast-growing service department with top-notch HVAC technicians. If you're the best, then they want you. If you're ready to stop working and start a career, you can earn up to $100,000 plus a year at AAA Heating and Air. Quality candidates will have at least two years' experience and a good driving record. Benefits include top industry salaries, commission on service and unit sales, set call limits, company-provided take-home vehicle and gas card, company-provided cell phone and tablet, health, dental, and vision benefits, 401k retirement plan with company match and scaled PTO based on length of service. Contact Roy and Dana Finley at 803-677-1500 or check out their job postings on Facebook or ZipRecruiter. Triple A air when you need us. Triple A heating and air. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, founded by Firemen, with Chris Clark. The 2007 South Carolina class was, at that time, sixth in the country and fourth in the SEC, which is amazing. West Mitchell. You know, I think if you're South Carolina, you're you're aiming to, to at least be at 50%. Then in theory, you're adding talent, you're getting better, you're putting yourself in a position to compete. And Tyler Head. It's been a great week for South Carolina. On the recruiting front, still certainly plenty to talk about. On the home of the Gamecocks, 107.5 The Game. And welcome in to the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs here on 107.5 The Game. Tyler West and Chris Long with you on this Monday morning, 12 days away from kicking off the college football season for South Carolina against North Carolina up in Charlotte. Guys, this past weekend, we had the Gamecock Central preseason kickoff party out at Steel Hands Brewing in Casey, and uh, I think everybody had a great time. Did you have a great time, Tyler? I had a wonderful you were there. time. You were there. I was, and you were there for the long haul. I, I was there the entire time. I got there a little after one and didn't leave until after Beamer spoke. You were one of the last people out. Yeah, well, I'm see, impressed. one of my objections was like, I at least want to meet Coach Beamer, because I hadn't met him yet, and like I okay. knew it wasn't going to be like a conversation, just shake his hand, introduce myself, that kind of thing. So when he came off the stage after speaking to the crowd, Shook his hand, hey, I'm Tyler, we'll get one of seven five the game. Took all of four seconds, and then like the horde of people getting autographs and pictures. I just like backed out of there. I'm like, I'm gonna beat the traffic and get out of here. Appreciate Coach Beamer for coming out. A, a new addition this year, yes. Spencer Rattler. He came out at the very end. Timing lined up. Patrick Davis played long enough for us to make sure we got those guys there. And uh, it was good. It, they just I mean, they finished up the scrimmage at about Somewhere between 9.30 and 9.45 and got over there at about, I don't know, 10 o'clock or something. So we appreciate them rushing over to Steel Hands. It, it was so funny. It was almost like we were waiting on like the president or something because everybody's like, is he here? Is he coming? coming? I was waiting for somebody to be like, the eagle has landed. And then like the, the security team of, you know, men in suits come around the corner or we something like security. that. We had a great security Shout out, team. Brad. Brad was awesome, man. Great security. Uh, yeah, appreciate everybody coming out. It was awesome. Of course, appreciate Shane Beamer, Spencer Rattler, making it uh, 
kind of cherry on top there at the end for everybody who stuck around. Um, I want to give a shout out to my buddy Preston, ten year old Preston. Um, one our one of our firehouse subs uh, tailgating packages for the Clemson game. Yes, and then he also um, convinced his parents to stick around. I mean, see the kid in the one jersey with the glasses. Yep. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He he was he was having the time of his life. He was life. awesome. Um. So shout out to him. I uh, he kept asking. So I gave him a secret about Beamer coming, and he convinced his parents. I guess he told him the secret uh, to stick around a solid, I think three hours after when they were supposed to leave, and then um, I said uh, I said you know what I'm when when Beamer got there, I just grabbed Preston, took him behind the stage, and. Uh, I said, Coach, Preston has been waiting for literally 10 hours to meet you. And, of course, Beamer was, like, awesome with him, got down on his level, talked to him, high-fived him, autographed, picture, uh, really, really cool moment that I was I was happy to be able to be a, a part of. So shout-out to Preston. Hopefully, hopefully he had as much fun as it looked like he was having all day. And I, I think Beamer, Beamer – Sort of topped it off there at the end for him. Shout out to his parents too. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to mom. Mom stuck yeah. around. They split. They split. Oh, they up. split it up. Yeah. I, I can only imagine what he's talking to his friends about at school today. Yeah. It's a core memory for. Him. Oh yeah, he's gonna yeah. remember that forever. Beamer's really good with that kind of stuff. Now Tyler, yes, we, we can't move on past the party without discussing this. You had another core memory. I did. You got yes. to hold Sir Big Spur. I did. Which we said, I've, I've, seen, the, I've seen the photo held, evidence by the end yes. and the video. I sent you the video too, right? Wes? No, just a photo. Just a photo. I so Tyler, I screen now. I will not, without your permission. I don't like when people tweet out or like disseminate, distribute uh, photo evidence and video evidence of like things that people might not want, like because I wouldn't want it done to me. Yeah, no, you can put it out there, video, picture, whatever you okay, want to do. It, 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 it's fine. Just tag me in it. I'll retweet it. You can put it out there for the okay. masses. All right, y'all, um, y'all have heard. So I've I've got permission. But yeah, I uh. I froze uh, a shot of the video and screenshot uh-huh. it and sent it to Wes. And for anybody that watches this video, the reason I keep smiling is because I thought you were only taking a picture. I didn't know you were doing a video. So I keep uh-huh. looking at you and like giving you this big smile because I thought you were just trying to take a picture. I didn't know you were actually like recording me holding Sir Big Spur. Oh, I thought you were just that happy <laughs> the whole time. Or like nervous, you know? I was nervous. See? So here's the thing. I'd forgotten about this, right? Like, uh, the day was going on. I was sitting next to one of those big fans just cooling off because it was obviously hot out there, which, by the way, those fans came in really clutch. And they walk right by me with the cockaboose, right? And uh, I forgive me, I met a lot of people on Saturday. I can't remember the, the handler's names for Sir Big Spur. Van Clark. Van Clark. And Beth was? So, yes. yes. Yep. Van yep. walked by awesome with the people. cockaboose. Beth walked by holding Sir Big Spur in her arms. And they go by me, and I'm like, oh, yeah. That's right. I got to do this. So I just like followed them to where they eventually set up in like the middle of the tent area. And I was like, I guess I need to be first. And fortunately, Chris was right, right there to uh, record the evidence. But Van said he was listening the other day when we talked about this. He did. He loved it. And he, again, he didn't know what I looked like necessarily, but he wanted to make a point that I held Sir Big Spur at some point that night. Oh, yeah. we were, we Van and I kind of locked out. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here it is. This is Tyler. We're making this thing happen. So I actually held him too. Uh, Wes was held him last year. Uh, our our great boss Brian Shoemaker actually sent us a picture uh, on Friday with Wes holding Sir Big Spur before he flew away. 
Oh. You did not fly away on, well, on either of us. And that's the thing is, I didn't know, like, because you see, like, people that hold, like, falcons and stuff, or, like, oh, put your arm out, and he'll just, like, perch on it like it's a branch or whatever. I didn't know if that's what this was going to be like, and, you know, if you watch the video, I'm like, okay, what do I do here? He's like, just literally hold his wings down so he doesn't fly away. And shout out to Van, because he probably got pecked about five or eight times just in the 20 seconds I held him because uh, he was not happy that he was being held, obviously. Yeah, he and uh, he has to take it out on somebody. Yeah. Shout out Van and Beth. Appreciate it. They, they are awesome, by the way. Great like, people. Amazing people. And obviously they, well, uh, loyal listeners here. Yes. yes. Shout out to them. They take their, um, I guess, responsibilities is the word for it. They take their Serbic Spur responsibilities incredibly seriously and do a, do a fantastic job of uh, being at so many events, man. So... Shout out to them for coming out, and uh, that that just added to the party so much the last couple of years. I feel like um, we had cocky there, we had Sir Big Spur, pretty awesome. And we had another thing that we added. So we had some football players last year, right? Just like last year, they had a scrimmage. We had a handful of guys out; they were great. This year, we were able to grow that number, and so another shout out to Shane Beamer for allowing us to get some of his players out there on a scrimmage day. We had him in the AC back in the steel shed at Steel Hands for about an hour and a half. So VIP attendees were able to go meet those guys. We had a huge group of football players and uh, some huge names there. That was, you know, just talking to some people that were out there, that was a highlight of the day. We had Juice Wells, Nick Carver, Nicky Minwari. I mean, you, you name it. We had a bunch of them out there, and they were all fantastic, too. That was the first time I'd ever seen Nick Carver in person. What What were your impressions? Wow. <laughs> Like, that Large guy individual. runs that fast? Unreal. Yeah. He's a big one. Um, and he, I mean, Wes, you probably, you were in there watching. He was one of the most uh, sought-after guys mm-hmm. in there in terms of uh, wanting a signature, wanting a picture. Um, and he definitely, he obviously stands out. But but great group. A lot of guys who are going to be starters and play huge, huge roles for this team this year. And um, got, so fans got some photos, some pictures. There were some questions out there. Don't know how many times Nick and, and Juice got asked about their status. Probably a lot, uh, but they seem ready to go. I think they'll be ready. Well, yeah. w- we can confirm. Nobody was hobbling. Nobody was on yeah. crutches. Nobody's yeah. in a boot. Everybody, everybody looked good. Everybody looked really good. And uh, you know, I, I think that's a natural segue into the scrimmages later that night. Um, it was closed. Mm-hmm. My understanding is yeah, we had the Gamecock Central drone out there watching every snap. So <laughs> don't say that. That's that's where I, that. I'm just kidding, Fink. But don't dump button. No, that's where uh, that's where all this information comes from. That's right. All the following is from the Gamecock Central drone that we flew. St- shout out Steve Fink. He was at the party too for a little while before the scrimmage. But another good scrimmage, Wes. I think um, another scrimmage in which there were some plays made on both sides. My understanding, no turnovers by quarterbacks, which I think. Is a good thing for the offense, and then you can kind of say, "Well, what about the defense?" Ding. You know, that's a that's a ding check mark. Yeah. yeah, for the quarterbacks, it's certainly a good thing. That's been a, a huge point of emphasis, right? In the off season, is not turning the ball over much on as much on offense. The starters played, starters did a good bit, but I think I also heard Wes that this was one that featured a lot of action from the younger guys. But this is a key scrimmage because this is kind of a point where you're turning the page in preseason after this practice. Now the staff can sit down. They're talking about, okay, what do we look like, you know, for instance, on the offensive line? Who do we think our best five is and what's the combination? Who are our top eight? 
what do our what does our freshman class look like in terms of who's going to be able to contribute? There's a high number of those guys, and we can kind of dive into some of those. But I think the scrimmage number two, now that that's in the books, now this coming week you're looking to turn the page and start preparing more in earnest for North Carolina. But it was an important scrimmage to have for the staff to get a better idea of where they stand with this team. Well, I think, you know, we talked about this last week leading into it, but there's some guys who, um, you know, frankly, probably pretty soon will we'll get a little bit of disappointing news, and that's, hey, uh, we, we need you on the scout team, man. And there will there'll be guys who are, hey, I'm, I'm firmly in the rotation. And this is kind of the time of year where I think you have to start to kind of pare down your guys who are getting those all-important first and second team reps because the early part of camp, you're trying to rotate guys in. You're trying to give guys as many looks as possible. Let them prove. Let them show something. If you're if you're on the team at that point, you're trying to make that one or two plays where coach says, "Hey, that guy made a couple plays. Let's get him a couple reps. You know, maybe one line up on the depth chart." And then at this point, you're starting to kind of make those decisions as a staff, and those are very important decisions. Where do we project this guy to help the team? from a snap count standpoint where are you in the rotation are you on the line of of where hey if we have an injury or two this guy's gonna have to go in but we're really not gonna force this or are you hey this guy's second team but he's done enough we want to get him on the field so I think this is the point where all those decisions are being made and now I mean I would think what do you think Chris probably mid this week to maybe Thursday or so is when it kind of starts to turn the page to North Carolina. I always hear coaches say, you want to use the extra time, but you don't don't actually use the full two weeks on North Carolina. You kind of of do that towards the end of this week. Introduce a little bit because you frankly don't want them tired Mm -hmm. of North Carolina by the time the game actually gets here. So you kind of start to introduce it at the beginning or the end of this week, and then the beginning of next week is just a straight-up game week. You try to match that as almost one-to-one as you can for your game weeks all season long, uh, I feel like. And I I still find myself, Chris, saying, all right, are there some position battles here and there? Yes. The one that still seems to be ongoing is really a couple of – position battles that are all interconnected and that would be on the offensive line and kind of the domino effect of if this guy wins this job what does that mean for this job and this job and so I I think we will hopefully start to get some clarification this week on who is first up on the offensive line and then if they perform well on Saturday you know two Saturdays from now then you keep your job if you don't then you you kind of Keep, keep tweaking, right? Yeah, there, there certainly could be some uh, some shifts, some tweaks there throughout the season. I, I do think, Wes, you're right about the, the North Carolina timeline in terms of preparing. But I do think what, now that they have two scrimmages down, this, this is going to, even before you jump all the way into that, lets you narrow things down. You know, the, the staff has gone through now. They know what kind of they have generally. They know... Like you said, here's probably more of our scout team guys, and that can shift a little during the season. Here's here's the freshmen we need to keep giving reps. Here's the guys in our rotation at each position that need to get more more of a higher concentration of reps because you are getting so close to game time now. Guys, I know we got to hit a break, and I know we're going to talk about Drew Tuazama at some point today. Uh, also, I want you all to think about this. 
during the commercial break. We can hit it on the other side. Would you rather this time of year be hearing that your offense has no turnovers or that your defense is creating turnovers? Think about it and then show your work on the other side of the break. We'll hit that coming up. You're listening to the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs on 107.5 The Game. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. 107.5 The Game. Chris, I, I've been thankful for Firehouse Subs for a long time, but I have never been more thankful for them than I was on Saturday afternoon. Running around at the kickoff party, almost forgot to eat, honestly, and we were saved by... A beautiful spread from Firehouse Subs. Uh, the South Carolina student-athletes got to partake. They were well-fueled earlier for their scrimmage later on that day. That's why it went so well. Yes. Uh, no turnovers after having Firehouse Subs. There you go. Uh, shout out to Larry and our friends at Firehouse Subs for once again taking care of us. They can take care of you as well. Go to FirehouseSubs.com. Download the Firehouse Subs app. Hit the Rapid Rescue. Order the pepperoni pizza meatball sub. I can see it in my head right now. So good. Pepperoni, extra cheese, garlic bread. I had so many people come up to me, Chris, and say, man, y'all make me see that sandwich in my head. So hopefully that's happening right now. It's almost lunchtime. Go enjoy some Firehouse subs and come see us Wednesday, that's Chris. Correct. Wednesday in Irmo. Yep. Wednesday and Chris's current town mm-hmm. not your hometown but your current town it's also where colin taylor's from shout out of irmo irmo firehouse subs come see us wednesday nine to noon see you there all right turnovers good bad and in between when it comes to scrimmages talk about that next listen to the gamecock central takeover hour presented by firehouse subs 107.5 the game it's the gamecock central takeover Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen. With Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, and Tyler Head. On your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. And welcome back in to the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs here on 107.5 The Game. Tyler, Wes, and Chris along with you on this Monday, 12 days away from kickoff for the two Carolinas up in Charlotte. Of course, this past weekend, the second preseason scrimmage for the Gamecocks taking place on Saturday. And as Wes mentioned for the break, there are no turnovers for the offense, which is great for the offense. Doesn't say a whole lot about the defense, though. Um, what is, and, and maybe this would be a great question to ask Beamer. I don't know if he's ever answered this before, but like, what's the balance you actually look for in a scrimmage like this? You never want your offense to ever turn the ball over, but at the same time, you'd like to see your defense at least get maybe a takeaway or two, right? Like, there's got to be some kind of fair number on both sides. Yeah, Be- Beamer has been asked about it before, but I-, I don't know if he's given a specific, like, I mean, I, I think everybody's kind of like, you-, you do want some balance. Uh, I don't know if there's an exact answer to what you want. And, and just to be clear, for-, for clarity, Chris, you heard no... Kind of no turnovers by the quarterbacks was yep. kind of the specific That's what I'd heard. thing you heard. So that leaves some room. There might have been a fumble here or there. There might have been, you know, I, I don't know. Something could have happened there. So I, just to be completely clear. But here's where I am because I've thought about this a lot. And I, I've, I've thought about, all right, if you have a great day running the football in a scrimmage, th- does that mean, hey, my offensive line is doing great 
Does that mean my defensive line had a bunch of busts? And, you know, I think you can look at that a ton of, a ton of ways. If they didn't have any busts, but then they still gave up a lot of yards, then it was, oh, man, they're just getting blocked. Like, so then it's like, all right, is that a talent issue? <laughs> and so there's all these types of different reasons. Well, for me, I think you, de- you definitely don't want your quarterback turning the ball over in game-like scrimmages. So I think that's a great sign. I don't know that you necessarily put it as some huge worry for the defense, and here's why. Your first two quarterbacks are not getting hit in a scrimmage situation. The majority of turnovers are caused because uh, there's some type of disruption on the quarterback when he's about to throw the football. So that can be he's hurried and has to get the ball out quick. That could be he's hit. That could be you know a blindside hit where you're you're literally throwing the football and you don't anticipate it. Mm-hmm. So those are the times I feel like your defense is going to force turnovers. So you don't really have that aspect in a scrimmage game. Right. However, what can happen? Your quarterback makes an unforced error. That would be the type of turnover to me that you're absolutely trying to avoid. I do have a listener waiting in the Firehouse Subs text line, 803-404-6100. Nameless Texter says, I definitely like to hear my offense not turning over the ball. They shouldn't be considering our offense saw every defensive look from our defense. And if we don't turn the ball, uh, if we don't turn over the ball this season, but defense can get some at a decent clip, just means we'll end the year with a net positive on the turnover ratio. And I think the fact that South Carolina has been really, let's call it what it is, they've been bad at protecting the football as a whole the last couple of years. Beamer has said as much himself. I think that's what kept him up at night during the offseason and was a huge priority for them. So does that mean there's progress there? You certainly hope that that would be something that would kind of um, translate over into real games against real opponents. So I, I tend to lean fairly heavily in the category of I don't want my offense turning the ball over in um, in scrimmage situations. Now, if if a defensive guy just makes a great play, like an incredible play, you know, balls in the air, it's in a good spot, and the defensive guy just makes one of those plays where you say, that's a superstar play, then I think I'm okay with that on the offensive side. Like, I'm like, hey, my Nicky Mawari is just a stud. He made a huge play, picked off a ball. You, you just kind of move on, and, and that's okay, I think. So I'm, I'm pretty firmly in that camp as well. Is, is anybody in the camp of I'd rather have my defense creating a bunch of turnovers? No, I think Nameless Texter um, actually nailed it too. The, the thought and the hope, I think, for South Carolina, you obviously hope that you can create turnovers at the same clip defensively as you did the past two years one year you led the sec i think last year they were third behind florida and mississippi state they've been really good there i feel like you can't count on that quite as much if you play really good defense sure you can create turnovers but in some regard you're just waiting for the offense to make a mistake you're waiting on your quarterback to make a bad throw even if it's even if he's got a clean pocket right Somebody has poor ball security. You, you do have to punch it out. You have to jump on the football, right? But there's a little less control defensively over it. So maybe 
it evens out and it's not so extreme on both sides. I think the big, the bigger problem that you have to solve this year is that South Carolina, as Wes said, has been very, very poor at protecting the football. They have been last in the SEC on offense the past two seasons. That's a problem, I think, that has to get cleaned up more so than, you know, you can afford to lose a few turnovers, a few takeaways on defense. You'd love to replicate that. Sure. But it's a bigger problem on offense. So maybe this year, and and I think the staff would be fine with this, things even out a little bit more. Maybe you're much better protecting the football offensively. You're not as good taking the football away. But there might be a flip side of that. Not a flip side, but on the side of that, maybe defensively you just play a little bit better. You know, Georgia wasn't one of the top turnover teams in the country last year. Right. Really good on defense. Well, that's what I was going to say. It could boil down simply to you can be a great defense without a high amount of takeaways, but it's hard to be a great offense with a high amount of turnovers. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I do. I think for Carolina, the, they're going to have to stop the run better on defense if they are going to be a great defense without the benefit of forcing a lot of turnovers. But turnovers, man, is so... They're so unpredictable. And and like I said, some of them are some of them how many turnovers do you get because you're just playing Charlotte and yeah. you just completely overmatch them. They have a, a smaller quarterback. That kid was a warrior looking back at it, but just, he's getting hit. He can't really see the field because the pass rush is in his face all game and you just overwhelm the opponent. Then how many turnovers are you getting against Really good teams, you know, and, and how how many of them are unforced versus forced errors. I mean, there's there's a dozen reasons why you can add a check mark or add a tally to your turnover side. I, I think on offense, if you sort of take that same approach that, hey, there's a there's ten different ways you can or reasons you can have a turnover, let's eliminate on offense the the unforced errors. The ones where you're just like why, why did I do that? It's just a plain mental error right. as opposed to you're just playing the game and something happens. A, a tip ball. Some Sometimes there's a tip ball, the other team gets it. That's not really something that you can completely avoid. Right. Speaking of defense, the Gamecocks did add to their defensive roster over the weekend. Talk about that coming up. You're listening to the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs on 107.5 The Game. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. 107.5 The Game. Hey, if you are a small business owner here in the Midlands area, got so many things that you have to worry about. Got to have a plan. You got to have happy customers. You got to have steady cash flow and so many other things. But one thing that you don't need is insurance stress to protect your business. And so you need an insurance agent that gets you. I have just the person. She's also a small business owner. Right here in the Midlands, that is Amy Mason Cup. Amy Mason Cup State Farm. When my family was looking to switch and save on our insurance, we turned to Amy. She took care of the rest. A great local team right there on 612 St. Andrews Road, Suite 4 in Columbia. That's just off I-26, St. Andrews Road exit. That's Ashland Park Plaza right back there. Go pay Amy a visit. Ask her about small business insurance. She and her team can give you a personalized quote to meet your needs help you save, get your business protected, and make sure that you don't add the stress of protecting your business with great name brand insurance at a great price. You don't need that. She can also help you with personal policies, home, auto, renters, life, any insurance questions that you have, whether it's as a business owner or as an individual for your family, Amy Mason Cup State Farm can help you with it. AmyMasonCup.com is the website. That's A-M-Y-M-A-S-I-N-C-U-P-P.com. 
The phone number, 803-772-5554. Again, that's Amy Mason Cup State Farm, 803-772-5554. Let her protect your business and your family with great insurance. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. South Carolina's new defensive transfer. That's next. Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. 107.5 The Game. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen. With Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, and Tyler Head. On your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. And welcome back into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs here on 107.5 The Game. Tyler, Wes, and Chris along with you on this Monday morning. Talking about the scrimmage that took place on Saturday. It was closed to the media. It was closed to any fans, so uh, just a little bit of information trickling out about that. One thing we do know that happened over the weekend was South Carolina's edge room got a little bit bigger as they added UAB transfer Drew to Izama to that room, and uh, this is something that does not typically happen two weeks before the season, but certainly a welcome addition to the depth of that group. Yeah, I mean, I think anytime you can add a guy, even if it's two weeks before, you know, if you think he can help, you, you do it, and this is a, a big kid. He's played a lot of ball. Very versatile. You, you've got several guys on this defensive front, and we've talked about it in terms of the other players, the returning players, but this is an a, additional player who I think is just extremely versatile. You look at what UAB did. You know, he is a defensive end, an edge guy, using South Carolina's terminology, but they moved him all around. He's big enough that he can play inside. He's long enough and light enough that he can play outside as well. I think South Carolina sees him as kind of an edge guy, but uh, again, someone you can move around. And they, they all of a sudden do, I, I think, have a situation, Chris, where they have they have kind of steadily built up some depth at that position. Sterling Lucas does a fantastic job of getting his guys ready. And, you know, you, you look at Jordan Strong, him coming back. Uh, he was out at the party on Saturday. Um, Dez Umeozulu, man, y'all. This kid looks fantastic physically. Like he looks, he looks the part. And uh, I always try to draw that distinction between, you know, oh, he looks great. I haven't, we haven't really seen him practicing, so I'm not trying to put the cart before the horse. But as far as physically off the hoof, you call it the way an SEC defensive end is supposed to look for a freshman. I mean, Dez just looks like a guy with a bright future. Super sharp kid, great family as well. So trending up there, I think. But you look at Strong, Chris, look at uh, Jatias Gear, uh, Tyreek Johnson as a veteran guy who can mix in there. And, and then Brian Thomas Jr., somebody we've talked about who I think we saw in the spring. We started that light bulb kind of went on in the spring for us watching him saying, man, this guy has got some juice off the edge and can potentially help you. So I don't know what's fair. I don't know what's realistic for Tuazama as far as timeline here. But he's on campus. He's practicing. He's got to go through the acclimatizations period. The A period. Yes. We're just going to start calling it that. Yeah, he does have there's, to go through There's too many that. Zs and Ts. And he's with the team. He's practicing. But it, let's got temper expectations. Uh, listed at 275 officially. I think that's what he was listed at what, when he was at UAB. Mm-hmm. I, I heard it's more like 265. So... I mean, no biggie either way. Make that what you will. 
I was going to say, it's probably not somebody that you're going to be able to plug in and play right away against like North Carolina. There's definitely going to be kind of a getting out yeah. speed process, getting familiar with the playbook. And, and Con and I were talking about this a little bit earlier. Maybe you get in a situation week number two against Furman where you do obviously get the opportunity, hopefully, to play a lot of guys and a lot of guys see the field. Or maybe just be a situation of, hey, just go out there and rush the passer, nothing too complicated. Keep it pretty simple. And again, just kind of get him used to everything, get him integrated into this. And then, you know... As, Colin threw out there by week five against Tennessee, hopefully fully ingrained in what you're doing defensively. Yeah, you you look at what they've got left, right? So today is August 21st. The players are off. You've got one, two, three, four practices this coming week. So by the end of this week, Drew T can put the uh, – we're, we're just going to shorten all the words that we have trouble with – he can he can put the pads on. Yeah. Right? He'll, he'll be able to go full pads. But then, as Wes pointed out earlier, now you're into North Carolina prep. Mm-hmm. So you've got a kid who's literally, he's played college football at two different programs. He's played JUCO ball. He played prep school. This is an experienced kid. He's but, a grown man. He's a grown man. He's an, he's an older guy. But, and that will help him as opposed to, let's say you had a freshman walk in the door on, yeah. you know, August 20th or something. So, he is getting, you know, acclimated, not just in the NCAA sense, but he, he does he does need that time not to adjust to college or what is it like to balance all these different things. But he does have to get integrated with this team. He's got a defensive scheme to learn, right? There's a lot here. And so for him to really be able to jump in with two feet, basically the week of North Carolina prep, that kind of makes it tough. But he is older. I, I don't I would not rule out I mean this this guy could be a starter at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean he he's got that kind of ability. Ed West to your point earlier like look at where things are now compared to the spring. It's not to say that the edge group that that room's going to be a wrecking crew. You know, I, I don't want to give that impression. But back in the spring you're still wondering okay is Jordan Strong going to be able to come back healthy? What is Des as a freshman? Is he what you thought he could be? Tyreek Johnson had not made his move yet. Brian Thomas Jr. was still trying to put on weight. Um, Jatias Gear and Drew T. Drew T. Uzama, you didn't have those guys in. And so now the picture just overall looks better. I think you're also in a spot now where you you feel like you can have an actual rotation. And yeah. if if a guy gets banged up, it always happens. It's inevitable. You're going to have guys get banged up, especially at a physical position like that. You feel like, all right, I, I got some guys I can plug in there. And do y'all do y'all think Tuazama? Do you think he finds the field against North Carolina? Like, I'm, I'm not saying he's starting. Uh, you know, I had somebody ask me on Twitter, "Hey, could this guy start?" Eventually, absolutely. And you know, I, I think you look at that spot and. He he looks like an SEC defensive lineman, and so that that's a, a big part of it, the experience. If you look back at his year at UAB, it was kind of a it was kind of a buildup. A lot of his numbers he accumulated towards the end of the year, but it was that was because he sort of got comfortable, and then he was racking up numbers at a very high clip. He had a huge finish to his season. I wouldn't be surprised. If this is a guy that just builds up towards that with South Carolina as well. And Chris, I believe technically, isn't there another year in there after this year? Kind of hard, kind of, kind of hard to believe, isn't it? 
But there, but there is, right? Uh, like, uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's only played three seasons. Played two at Syracuse and one at UAB. Prep, JUCO. Yeah, he had a bounce back year. Prep oh, that's right. There. He did play the one year at JUCO as well. He had well. a bounce back year. But he should also have the COVID so season prep, as well. Prep didn't really. Prep doesn't that's count just, on that's your just clock. high school. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then had the bounce back, uh, which is bounce back is when you don't do a direct transfer. Then end up at UAB. D one to so, D one. He, he's got two years, so this could be a situation. Here's the thing. He either blows up and plays incredible and says, peace, I'm going to the league, or he gets settled in, finishes strong, and then you have a probable starter, certainly rotation guy, you would think, going into next year. So it makes sense. He is a grad transfer I assumed, and looking at the various places he had been, I assumed at one point, Chris, that that was like, all right, he's a one year and done. But uh, that does not appear to be the case. So in 2019, he only played one game at Syracuse, so that should have given him a red shirt for that year. So yeah, two years sounds about right. The the math on this stuff these days is impossible. Still hard. I'll be I'll be glad when like the the COVID year has kind of like expired for everybody. Like they're, they're, that'll be it'll be a while. Like twenty five, twenty six before be, that finally goes away. It'll be a while, but I'll be ready for it nonetheless. They'll come up with something new to confuse us as to how much eligibility a guy that, has left. That that should no, it's fairly soon, right? Because well, if it, you if you're a true freshman in twenty, your fifth year would be let's see twenty two, yeah, twenty four, twenty five, I guess. Yeah, mo- most of the people taking advantage of it will sure. have kind of most cycled out, yeah. matriculated on to other things. That's a good word, matriculated, nice. Well, I can't say acclimatization, so I figured I'd at least prove I we do can't have. Short, there's no good shortcut for that word. Well, so I always thought acclim- acclimation period meant the same thing. But the word they actually use... It's very long. ...is acclimatization. Yes. I don't know the difference between acclimation they're, they're, and they're like the same thing. We need any English teachers. It's kind of that's the kind of word I get it like in the spelling bee. Yeah, mess it up and get eliminated. No, Tyler, you'd probably get it right. <laughs> I know you won your school spelling bee in elementary school. I actually didn't. You didn't? I did not believe yeah. it or not. Okay, I don't believe. Did that. Tyler hear my spelling bee story? I did that, not. That predated your. Okay. I guess so. I can give it to you at some point. Yeah, I have to give that another day. Yeah, another we'll, day. we'll, we'll, we'll save today. that. Uh, up next, though, it is a big week, not only for football making its return this Saturday, but a pretty important recruit making his commitment coming up later in this week. We'll talk about that next. Listen to the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs, 107.5 The Game. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. 107.5 The Game. Chris, let's say you got your favorite autograph this weekend. Like you, you, your favorite player on the team. You got an autograph, and you want to maybe make it a little bit extra special, or maybe you uh, won one of our giveaways that had an autograph from a certain quarterback at South Carolina. Um, why don't you go over to our friends at Gold Line Framing in West Columbia, have that thing framed up, um, and then throw it on your wall in the man cave? Um, that could be a diploma, original artwork, canvases, jerseys, or flags. Or, like I said, autographs. Uh, they will handle any and all your custom framing needs because they've been in business for over 20 years at 511 12th Street, West Columbia. Also in-store, they've got an art gallery, home decor, furniture, and gift items. 
If you got questions, 803-739-1337 is how you can reach them. They are open Tuesday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. And then if you're just in town for game days, they are also open on Saturday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. If you want to get a better idea on social media of some of the great things they do, give them a follow on Instagram. That's at SC. Once again, that's our friends at Goal Line Framing in West Columbia, 511 12th Street. Who could be the next player to commit to the Gamecocks? We'll hit that coming up. You're listening to the Gamecocks Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, 1075 The Game. It's the Gamecocks Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, founded by Firemen, with Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, and Tyler Head, on your home of the Gamecocks, 1075 The Game. And back into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. On 107.5 The Game, Ty, Wes, and Chris, a couple more minutes. We're handing things over to Jay and Terry for today's edition of the Halftime Show. As I mentioned, of course, it's a busy week with Week 0 coming up on Saturday. A lot of high school football getting underway this past weekend. One player in high school starts his season on Thursday and is making his announcement for what school he's going to be going to coming up on Wednesday. Who's that? Being Daniel Hill. The four-star running back out of Meridian, Mississippi, making his announcement this upcoming Wednesday. And has got it down to South Carolina, Alabama, Mississippi State, Tennessee, and Southern California. Kyle, you ever been to Meridian, Mississippi? I have not been to Meridian, Mississippi. You ever been what? to Mississippi? I have not been to Mississippi. I've gone as far west as Alabama at this point in my life. Dude, that's a big old state. Like, not yeah. as far as people, uh-huh. as far as spread out. Yeah, so out in the, out in the country. Yeah. Could be a good day for the Gamecocks on Wednesday. Seems to be trending in the right direction. It, it it is. I think you know it's one of those things where you feel good about South Carolina's chances. We we've seen, <laughs> we've all seen it. It can change at the last minute, right? However, as we sit here a couple of days away, um, looking good. You know we're we're talking about what we might be able to have as far as coverage of it, and. Um, this this kid's a player, man. Like he uh, he he's kind of one of those guys, Tyler, that can do anything. Mm-hmm. He's a big bodied wide receiver, plays some linebacker. He's going to play quarterback for his high school team this year. Right. Um, super personable kid. Just um, awesome interview. Doesn't like take himself too seriously, but is also very very confident in his abilities and would be an awesome get. Would would really be an awesome class for South Carolina at running back. Mm-hmm. I've seen people kind of hate on the running back recruiting, but Matthew Fuller, the other running back commit, he went off on Friday. Yep. Had a huge game. I've told people before, South Carolina very, very high on him. Like, they think they got an absolute steal. On three has since moved him up to a four-star a couple of months ago mm-hmm. in their rankings. And Carolina was was really high. Carolina actually, I think, kind of saw him about being kind of like a DJ Braswell, who, um, you know, I think has a chance to help them this year as a true freshman. If you could pair up Daniel Hill with him as as kind of your two man class, that would be a, a great um, sort of uh, at additional talent in, in that room. And he was one of the guys. He was at the last cookout at the end of July, correct? He Daniel was Hill not. was not at the cookout. Okay. So he actually was in Alabama. So that's right. He went to Alabama's. Yeah. So you would. Um, you would be able to score a head-to-head dub over Nick Saban. Yep. You know, there's a top five here, but really, 
It, it's South Carolina and Alabama. Yeah, the the on three percentages have South Carolina taking about seventy five percent, Alabama in second at a little over twenty two percent. You mentioned Meridian, Mississippi, being in the middle of nowhere. Is is somebody going to make the four hundred and fifty three mile drive? Out to this thing, I love that on three actually gives you the distance from hometown to school. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. We like to keep that to ourselves sometimes, but we'll see. I'm, you know, making sure the Gamecock Central jet is available. <laughs> Do we know what time of day this is happening? Um, right now, the plan is that afternoon. Okay. Um, we'll get everybody the exact details once they're solidified, but but yeah, that afternoon is, is the current plan, and... I want to make sure as well before I say the number because uh, you got different time zones there. I want to make sure they're in central. What yes. we heard is the correct time zone okay. for for here. You know the correct time, but could be a good day. And this is a guy they've been on, in on for a a long time, man. Long time right. target. South Carolina fans, if they follow recruiting whatsoever, any at all, they've heard the name Daniel Hill. And uh, you know you look at. Ontario Hardesty, Jody Wright, both incredibly involved in this recruitment from start to finish. And so it, it would be a major win for them, man, if, if they turn, you know, if they can sort of finish this thing out. And uh, I think a, an early impact player for South Carolina, a guy who can help on special teams and really would just give them a little bit, you know, a little recruiting momentum to complete the summer before you turn the page completely into um, the uh, the regular season as far as football goes. So, so they start out their season Thursday night. That's, that's right. That's correct. Thursday night. Hmm. So they want uh, most of these guys like to make these commitments before the season really gets rolling, and that's literally eleventh hour. Yeah, not not much time left. Uh, but yeah, that's cool. I, like I said, I think he's going to be playing quarterback for for his team. So hopefully he can maybe fulfill a dream and commit somewhere on Wednesday, and then. Um, have a huge game on Thursday. And we'll stay on top of it all week long when that commitment does come out on Wednesday afternoon. That'll do it for today's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Halftime show with Jay and Terry up next right here on 107.5 The Game. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.